Morning photography fam! Today we're going to get into a huge topic near and dear to my heart that I'll probably revisit a million times on this podcast. It's a mixture of self-doubt, self-acceptance, and self-expression. I'll also be sharing a ton about my own photography journey because honestly this topic is the kind that just like takes a little bit of gut spilling to get the point across. And the topic, what if no one likes my photos? Even a million years into shooting, this question can feel like a total gut punch. Don't judge me if this podcast has me stuttering or backtracking a little. It's not because I'm nervous. It's because the subject gives me all the feels. the first time I buckled in to learn photography. The year was 2011 and I sat in the middle of our bed in the middle of our living room with a nursing baby in my lap and a laptop propped up on a breakfast tray. We'd given our second, our, our main bedroom, we had a one bedroom apartment, we'd given our bedroom to our super happy, super chunky little baby, turning our tiny one bedroom apartment into a makeshift studio situation. And I was in the weirdest phase because I was both totally obsessed with literally everything in my life and also really struggling with postpartum depression. In 2011, postpartum depression wasn't discussed in any of my circles, so I felt really confused and lost, which really felt contradictory to how happy and excited about life I also felt. It was a lot of emotions for one new mom to handle, but mostly I just felt really confused that I could be so happy and exhausted at the same time. That nursing baby, I was totally obsessed with him. From the curve of the way his mouth smiled when he did big belly laughs to dressing him up in little old man sweater vests, oh, so cute, to just strolling him around and kissing his cheeks off and holding him nonstop for every minute of his life. I loved being a new mom with my entire soul and heart, like just down to the tip of my toes. And for my entire life, I'd planned to be a stay-at-home mom. My husband and I were locking down our history degrees. And at the time, we had no idea what life was in store for us. We didn't even know where we'd be living or what kind of jobs were on the horizon for us. Like we had no idea. I did know though that we were pretty fr- freaking broke. <laughs> so I suggested to my camp, my husband, to my camera, <laughs> I suggested to my husband that we sell my camera. Andrew was not into this idea. He understood where I was coming from, told me that he disagreed and reminded me that I love photography. I still vividly remember him halfway standing and halfway arched over the bed as I'd wedged myself like into the corner, defiantly crossing my arms, like kind of like a petulant child, you know. We're all have those moments. Andrew, the same man who earlier this week wrapped our fluffiest pup into a hot pink blanket and sweet talked her as he pulled a tick from her ear, <laughs> knew that I was in a rough spot emotionally, knew that I loved photography and knew what that I meant it when I said I was going to sell my gear. Like he knew I was going to do it. In that moment, he came up with an idea. He asked me to shoot 10 portrait sessions of people I didn't know. This part was the key. And if I didn't like photographing them, he said he would sell the camera for me. Like I wouldn't even have to sell it myself. He would do it. Not going to lie. I was not into this idea. At the time, I'd only photograph people I knew and friends of friends. So basically people that I could theoretically meet at a party or some kind of activity. I'd never like been cold contacted or photographed anyone that there was zero connection to. I became extremely introverted after we had our first babe and photographing strangers was terrifying. But despite this, I agreed. We purchased a website and I wrote a a post on our family blog offering extremely cheap sessions, like $50 or $25 or possibly even free. I honestly can't remember at this point. It was probably free. I don't know. I think I got paid like 20 bucks. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) 
everyone's photography story is different, but to me, this is where mine really starts. Stuck in the middle of a depressive haze, I learned through these sessions that I love photographing happy photos of happy people, and once I started, I could not stop. Sound cheesy? To a first-time mom in her early 20s, it absolutely was not. Happy photographs felt like a lifeline for me, not just because they were fun to take, but because they gave my mind something else to think about, and they gave me something to work towards. And to this day, in 2023, I am still happiest when I am creating photos. Like if I go without shooting for a couple of weeks because of the off season or because I blocked out a bunch of editing time and get a little snappy, Andrew will to this day very gently say, have you thought about doing a shoot just for you? And as much as it irks me that he can read me so well, where is the mystery in 15 years of marriage? (laughs) He's totally right. I love photography. I love shooting. I love creating. I love planning. And I even love the editing. Even when I say I hate it. (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. Pull back to 2011. That summer, we moved to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and almost immediately I filed for a business license wearing black and pink Converse uh, sneakers covered in Sharpie. When I walked out of the office and into the sun, my husband waved at me across the street as he rolled our huge and happy baby down the street in an umbrella stroller. And that was that. I decided I was going to be a photographer. That baby in the stroller, I was, I am just as obsessed with him now as I was then. Maybe maybe even more than before. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) And I have no idea how he went from a silly and funny baby to a snarky and funny teenager who is constantly drumming on everything and lives for the Ramones and the Who. But I will say this, ugh, being a mom is the freaking best. One day they're flailing flailing all over you as you try to learn what aperture is and the next that flailing baby is taller than you and you're sitting in a home office that just like totally spills over with photography related everything as you record a photography podcast about something so close to every photographer's soul. What if no one likes my photos? In 2011, I had no idea that I was carving out a career that would become a huge part of my life and my heart. Don't get me wrong. I've always loved photography, but when I started my business, like when I started, photography hadn't become like totally entwined with my heart yet. When you're learning something, you're learning and you're inevitably going to like fail or drop a ball at some point. If you don't fail, that fear of failure can honestly be as crippling as actually failing, if not more so. And eventually when your photographs start to feel like you, you're going to ask yourself, what if no one likes my photos? Notice. I've said that like three times already because it's such a scary question. So I'm trying to like normalize it for us. What if no one likes our photos? There's a reason that it's a fear and it's also reality. And today I'm here to tell you, not everyone has to like your photos. In fact, very few people have to like your photos. So before we really get into this, take a deep breath and say it out loud. Not everyone likes has to like my photos. I'm gonna say not everyone likes my photos because definitely not everyone likes my photos. I have a specific style. Not everyone likes my photos. In fact, I'd argue that at a base level, only one person has to love your photographs. And that person It's you. Have you ever heard the idiom that you could be the best apple of the bunch, but someone won't like apples? This is absolutely true, but it's especially true when it comes to art. As an artist, I think it's so important to put yourself into everything you do. Now, don't read too much much into that. You can't always put yourself 100% into every decision you make, especially when you're making a ton of decisions. I see all the moms out there. That is a recipe for burnout. But when you're creating client photographs, it's important to put yourself into your photographs and your clients into the photographs too. And as you create a larger, more cohesive body of work, people will be drawn to your work or not drawn to it. And that's the goal. Like 
Um, it's honestly so good if someone looks at your work and says, mm, not for me. Not because, like, okay, so there's a difference if they're like, oh, not for me because it's not, like, like, professional enough i don't know like the right way to say that but if it looks like someone doesn't know what they're doing um that is different than someone like not liking your style um if they like, don't think it's like the work is there that's a little bit different because we all have to go through that phase not everyone's work is just there it takes people longer time periods it all takes us different time periods to get to that level where we're creating consistent work i'm not talking about a consistent thing i'm talking about like once you have a style, not everyone is going to like it. Like there are phenomenal photographers that I appreciate so much, but I wouldn't hire them to photograph my family. Does that make sense? We're not all going to like the same photographs, which is incredible. So I'm going to go off topic for a minute. In 2022, I decided to add photographer t-shirts to Opal in June, and this decision absolutely snowballed into something I couldn't have even started to comprehend when I first discovered that a normal person could even, like, design t-shirts without being part of a company. Like, at the time, I'd been a very professional photographer for 11 years. Very busy. <laughs> Not that I was always, oh, so professional. Um, but a very busy photographer for 11 years. I had three kids. I dealt with multiple depressive episodes in my life, not just my first postpartum one. I knew my stuff when it came to photography and running a photography business and balancing that with motherhood and my mental health. But when it came to creating shirt designs, I knew literally nothing. Like, why would I? You know, it wasn't like something I was part of. That means this. When I started designing shirts, I did not know what I was doing. I had a clear vision of who I was as a photographic artist, but knew nothing about designing shirts. So the process was slow and I was pretty embarrassed about my designs, but I knew I had to keep making them to be able to make stuff I was proud of later on. A year and a half later, I can whip up a ton of shirt designs in an hour. My favorite thing is to get really tired, like too tired to edit or write anything and just make absolutely ridiculous t-shirts with like funny, totally over the top text and like rainbows and glitter. Like last night I made a shirt with a bear on it with the text can't wait to hibernate and it's ridiculous, but also really freaking cute. The shirts are so extra and so fun, but the better I get at designing them and I'm not the best, never will be, the more my style comes through. It if like if someone didn't like my t-shirts when I started making them, I would have 1000% understood that and even agreed because they weren't super great yet. They were okay, but they did not have a clear vision. Like why would they? I was new. Today though, my shirt designs are much more cohesive and fall more under my photography aesthetic because my photography aesthetic is me. My photographs are colorful. My shirts, they're colorful and a little cheeky. My photography is my heart. Oh, my heart, my heart, my heart, heart, my heart. <laughs> my shirt designs are a little more like a creative little art project I like to do here and there. And because it's more like an art project, I don't feel emotionally impacted by whether or not someone likes my shirts. Like, of course, not everyone will like them. They're super extra and funny. And the topics are pretty narrow, history and books and photography and funny animals. If a minimalist who loves computer programming came across my shirts, there's no reason for them to like those t-shirts. Like, it's not their vibe. And that's okay. Like, it doesn't make those shirts not good or like me bad for making shirts that a computer programmer who loves minimalism doesn't like because I'm not a computer programmer and I don't like minimalism. Do you get what I'm saying? With my shirts, this makes sense to me because my shirts are not my heart. I love making them and often adore the end product. They're so funny and I love making history t-shirts. But at the end of the day, I'm not crazy passionate about shirt designing. I'm passionate about photographs. And because I'm extra passionate about my photography, of course I want everyone to think it's amazing. If someone doesn't like one of my shirts, they don't like one of my shirts. If they don't like my photos, it feels like they don't like me. Okay, 
Realizing this was a huge game changer for me. I've always been comfortable with the fact that not everyone will like my photography, but when I got into shirt designing, all of this was just like heightened for me. When we're super passionate about something, as so many photographers are, it feels like a personal rejection when someone doesn't like our photos. It's not though. It's often just a vibe or aesthetic that doesn't match what they are looking to create. Like if someone wants to hire a wedding photographer and they want like black and white photographs, they would never want to hire me because I don't do a lot of black and white. Like I love a black and white and I do put them in my gallery sometimes, but I don't market with them like at all. Even better, that vibe is perfect for someone else. Not everyone loves funny cat shirts with rainbows, but cat moms who love rainbows and funny graphic tees, they live for them. Not everyone will like your style of photography. That's okay. The more fleshed out your style becomes, whether it's dark and moody, vintage inspired, or light and airy, the more you'll draw in clients that will love your work. So what if no one likes your photographs? As long as you love your photographs, you'll attract people who love your photographs and your photography heart. And as individuals and artists, it can be so easy to feel like we are one of a kind, and we are, but not so much that our interests and aesthetics don't align with anyone else out there. Like, there's going to be someone who is attracted to your work because, just because of your work. And even people that, like, maybe you wouldn't be friends with that are still attracted to your work because of your work. A couple more thoughts on this. Trends change. Photography changes. People wanting to capture their loved ones, it doesn't really change. So create photographs that make you happy. If you're constantly shooting in home sessions, but would you rather shoot outdoors? You're not going to get out of the house and into a golden hour field without taking the initiative and taking yourself there. If you style your clients, but would rather have them dress themselves for more laid like more laid back photographs, you can make that change. Your work does not have to stay stagnant. You can mix it up. And if you create killer photographs that someone doesn't like, that's okay. Not everyone has to like your photos. We all have off days. If you stick with photography for years, you're going to have a client who doesn't love their photographs. Learn from this. Sometimes the disappointment has nothing to do with you, but even if it doesn't, you can absolutely learn something from a time when someone didn't love their photographs. Your work is unique to you. Your photographs are personal to you. It's not always seen as personal to everyone else even if it's someone else who has hired you. And sometimes you're just going to have an off day. Maybe your work isn't the best that day. Maybe you're coming down with a cold or maybe your camera decided to lag. Anyone can have an off day, no matter how long you've been shooting, like even the greatest photographer you can think of. Um, To deal with off days, just know what you can create at your base level and make sure that's what you deliver. If you know you can deliver 100 photos on a stellar family session and 50 on an off day, make the package with 50 images, not 100. Do you always feel off when shooting on cloudy days? Don't shoot on cloudy days. Make it a part of your booking process that you only shoot on sunny days. Your work is your work and your business is your business. Embrace that to create the work you love. And if no one likes your photos, it's okay. You just need to like your photos because everything will fall into place after that. Piece by piece, little by little, if you love your photographs, you share them, you put your heart into them, you are going to attract other people who love your photographs. There is no way that no one is going to love your photographs. Will someone not like your photographs? Yes, but no one, that's not going to happen. Okay, guys, get out there, rock your photographs, and have so much fun. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.